Hey, Nacho. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. Welcome to Late to the Party. Where we talk about movies and shows that we missed out on when they were super popular. So you can almost say that we're late, late to, to the, the party. party. I almost forgot to start that. I know, me Did too. Did you see the look in my <laughs> eyes? I felt like, what's happening here? I know, I forgot. Forgot a podcast for a second because we did the ooh, and I was like, "Oh God, what's next?" Yeah, what are we talking about right now? Uh, this is that doing? immediate panic that we have, and it's just—I feel like it goes to show that we truly are responsible, and we're not afraid of anything. It's got to be the burnout. Yeah, because I am definitely burnt out from daily life. Yeah, we've been working a lot lately. Yeah, you've been actually nonstop lately. Oh, I feel I like I've randomly taken a few days off. Surprisingly. I've- I need a vacation. <laughs> I'm planning one. I'm so excited. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Anyway, tell me about something. Oh, well, let's talk about bees. Okay. Have you ever been stung by a bee? Yes. I think twice. You think twice. Yeah. But the one time I can really remember. Oh, yeah. Because I got stung by a bee on my hand once. Ah. Uh, um, the one time me too. I... <laughs> Sucks. Why do they do that? How do they get there? How do they get your fingers? I'll tell you about mine after you tell me about yours. Yes. So I guess one time when I was a kid, I was running and I guess I must have stepped too close to a wasp and freaked it out. So it stung me in the back of my calf. Oh my God, it hurt so bad. How old were we? I was pretty young, super young. And that's why you stopped running. Yep. (laughs) And stopped playing outside. (laughs) Had nothing to do with the fact that I liked video games and being inside. And my parents just kept forcing me to go outside. Mm. You know, they were one of those like, you need to go outside and play. And I'm like, then do what? (laughs) Get me toys. Yeah. With who? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? (laughs) So then what happened on your hand? Um, I think a bee stung me on my finger once. Oh, man. I don't really remember that one too too much, but the calf one was extremely painful. (laughs) Mm. I don't know that I've ever been stung by a wasp. Definitely a bee. I also, like, how do you tell the difference when you're, like, a kid? I don't know. You know, it just hurt. It's hurt, you know? It hurt. It hurt real bad. Yeah. (laughs) Mine was, I I was, like, five. I was in the back. This is when the family had like a minivan and I was in the back seat and I have a Winnie the Pooh shirt on. Aww. I know. <laughs> I know. And we're in like we're like literally two corners away from home and a bee flies through the window. It lands right in between my my pointer finger and my thumb in that little like webby no. area and I'm trying to shake it off and then it stings me. <gasps> right there in in that little like very sensitive section yeah and i just started screaming obviously (laughs) while my mom's driving um so you know she handles it because she's a mom (laughs) your mom is good like that that's that's all i remember from it was that i was wearing a winnie the pooh shirt and i was like that's why the bee found me because i was wearing a pooh shirt you know, it was getting revenge on Winnie yeah. the Pooh taking <laughs> yeah. all the honey. I don't know if there was like I don't know if Pooh was holding honey, and I was like, it saw the honey, it wanted the honey, <laughs> and that's why it stung me, and that's what happened. But that's the only time I've been stung, so I don't know if I'm allergic yet because you know they say that you have to get stung twice to know if you're allergic for some yeah. reason. So part of me like wants to get stung again, but like in the vicinity of a hospital. <laughs> but also, if I go the rest of my life without getting stung again, I'm okay. I yeah. Think. No, you know? it hurts too much. I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to wait <laughs> to get stung all over again. <laughs> yeah, that's not pain that I wish to, to seek out. Yeah, I know. And I can't believe um, there was like this episode of Strange Addiction where this woman's addicted to bee stings. No. Like, no. I feel like that's a kink. That's a- and she needs to be kink shamed for that. <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, I, I don't know what kind of rush she got from it, but I'm pretty sure you can get the same sensation from something else without having to kill a bee. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so call PETA on her. <laughs> like, lady, go go find something else, please. <laughs> you know what we found, though? Yes. Is that bee movie is still on Netflix. Yeah. So we had to watch it. <laughs> For our 69th episode. Yes. Nice. Because, yeah, nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, the only way to celebrate the 69th episode is to watch a meme movie. Yeah. And what other, what greater meme movie is there? That's everything I know about this movie is from memes. Same. And I feel like I watched a totally different movie. (laughs) I watched, I definitely watched it once when it came out and I do not remember any, any of that story that we just watched. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we just went over what we already knew. Yeah. So I guess I'll give you a synopsis. Yes. This is podcasting is hard. Honestly. Hosting the same show for 69 weeks. It really <laughs> nice. just throws curveballs at you. And it feels like we're starting from zero every single week. But also like this, these last few weeks have been extremely difficult <laughs> in general. <laughs> so the synopsis is tired of being just one of a hive. A bee makes a bold move on behalf of his species and learns a shocking secret. Wow. Yeah. I guess, yeah. He do be learning secrets. He does. We open with the DreamWorks logo of like the kid on the balloon floating up to the moon. And he starts getting attacked by a bee and then eats shit on the moon and (laughs) crashes onto it and falls off. I didn't notice that because I was busy being distracted by the fact that the song that they played beforehand or like over it was the song from Shrek when Fiona is singing to the bird and then the bird explodes. Yeah. It's like a remix of it. It's amazing. It's great. I love that. We get some on-screen text and a voiceover about how a bee shouldn't be able to fly because of its wing-to-body proportions. Yes. And I was like, oh, don't be mean to bees. <laughs> they we say that it should bees. be like physically impossible for bees to fly. And then the narrator is like, bees, of course, fly anyway because they don't care what humans think are impossible. And I was like, oh, that is cute. They don't give a fuck. They don't. <laughs> don't put bees in a box. Yeah, how dare you? So then it opens on shots of shoes and a closet, and then Jerry Seinfeld, the bee, <laughs> picks from yellow and black sweaters, but then chooses instead the black and yellow one to spice it up. Yeah, but they all look the same. They're, they're all the same. <laughs> he styles his hair, he gargles, and then he uses honey as deodorant. For all of it. Everything. Yeah, everything. So I wish, cute. I wish there was like a one-all for us. I know. I mean, I guess the closest thing we have is like 25 in one body wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, that doesn't do the job. It, it really doesn't. Yeah. It shouldn't be one thing. Yeah. We find out he, his name is Barry. Yes. His mom calls him down for breakfast. Yep. Mom is so cute. Very cute. So cute. We get, hear some ringing and he pulls down his antenna to answer a phone call. Yes. Incredible. Oh, that's so cute. Is that how bees communicate? <laughs> the only other thing I know about bees is that they do the dance to tell each other where the honey is or not where the honey, where the pollen is. And I learned that from Magic School Bus. Aw. Do you remember that episode? What a great show. That show was, I miss it. The only episode I remember is when they went to Pluto and What's-His-Face took his oh, helmet off the pros. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a dramatic one. And He's then like, when they went killed in- him. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that I remember is when they went inside of Ralph's body. Yes, that one. And I think those are like the three big ones that I remember. What's the one where they go to the pipes and then there's like fluoride? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that and one. Water. And then there was one where they turned into bats. They turned to bats? Yes. That's That was awesome. a Halloween episode, I think. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if we can find that for you. Okay. Anyway, so his friend is calling him, asking if he's ready. So then now Barry's downstairs. Oh, he also uses a pencil sharpener to sharpen his oh, butt. Yes, his stinger. So cute. Yes. So now when he's downstairs, 
dad is congratulating him on his perfect report card, which is all Bs. Aww. You get it? So cute. I loved it. <laughs> what a world. So then mom also was like, Barry, there's no flying in the house. Yeah, because he doesn't use the stairs. He just flies down. And she's like, what are you doing? We paid good money for these stairs. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you not going to walk? We got these stairs for nothing? For flying on? Yeah. <laughs> and then the parents say that they'll be in row 118,000. Oh, my God. the graduation. I was like, what? <laughs> so now... Barry's driving his cute-ass little bee car. And there's other bees in cars. Yeah, and they little, little putt-putt noises. And they have little houses. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. It was very cute. I feel like you should have just... If if Bee Movie didn't exist, I think you would have invented it sometime soon. <laughs> For but sure. But he picks up his friend named Adam. And I swear, every time Adam Adam. Came, yeah. <laughs> I vine. could only think of the vine. Adam. I'm surprised he didn't have, like, a bee name. Right. Oh, true, true, true. Like, why is... I'm surprised not everyone had names starting with B. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many are there? You make stuff up. Anthony. <laughs> Bimothy. Bomathan. <laughs> you're right. You're right. They could. We could write to, to Barry Seinfeld and ask why he didn't do that. <laughs> how dare you? Adam is also reading a newspaper that says Adam. Frisbee. Yes. Hits house. <laughs> like, that's so cute. <laughs> and then they're talking about how they can't believe they made it through school. And Bear's like, yeah, you know, three days of grade school, three days of high school, three days of college. I'm glad I took off a day in the middle to go explore the hive. And I'm like, shut <laughs> up. This is amazing. I love this movie so far. Three, we're, we're like five minutes in. Three days of school. What a tough life. <laughs> nine days total. Wow. A nine day education for uh, that higher education. Wow. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a whirlwind, remember? Yeah. So then they're talking about a friend named Frankie who died because uh, he stung somebody and then Barry victim blames him. Yeah, he stung a squirrel. And, and then, Barry's like, well, he's always been a hothead. Like, I'm not going to that funeral. He's always been a hothead. You should know that, like, when you sting, you die. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, right? <laughs> Barry's not upset at all that he lost a friend. No. You should have known that you would have died after you stung somebody. Wow. Fucked up, wow. Barry. Yeah. Barry's got no spite. Yeah. They get to their graduation and Barry makes a dad joke about the song playing. Yes. Um, he's like, I don't remember the song, though. The song is Pomp and Circumstance. So he's like, this is a lot of pomp under the circumstances. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up, Barry. You know what else is amazing <laughs> is that so they get on the highway and it's basically a Hot Wheels track. So they do a loop-de-loop and then launch into where their graduation <laughs> is. And then Adam says the whole time, I'm really glad that we implemented amusement park style into everyday life. And that's what I want. <laughs> That's pretty to awesome. go to work via Hot Wheel track? <laughs> Sounds amazing. It would be such a fun commute. It would really, honestly. <laughs> it would enhance so much. Yeah. Everybody's mood through the roof. <laughs> so they're at graduation. They're the class of 915. <laughs> and that's it. That's the ceremony. <laughs> so they throw their caps and then they replace them with helm- with um, work helmets. Yeah. The dean is like, congratulations. Now you're off to work. Right. And I'm like, the most unrealistic part of this movie is that Barry and Adam get jobs right after graduating. I was going to say the job security. <laughs> the <Amazing>. job rate. <laughs> wow. What school is that? Yeah, all right. So then their seats turn into big like tour, um, like a tour, bus like vehicle thing. bus. Yeah. yeah. Like a golf cart thing, but like big. And they go on their roller coaster styled orientation and it looks really neat. Like I, also I would enjoy this a lot. Yeah. And the company they all work for is called Hunnex. And the tour guide just talks about the secret recipe for honey. And she tells him about like, this is a thing that we're testing out. This is another thing that we're testing out. Look at this helmet that we have. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good good time. And then there's a job. She explains that there's a job called the Krellman. 
and it's just a bunch of bees with like spatula like fingers strapped to their heads <laughs> and so they're they're on a rotating disc and then other honey jars come in a separate rotating situation so the way it's hard to explain how this looks so the f- it looks like a big finger on their head and yeah. it's basically just to like wipe off the last little bit of honey yes but adam sees this and he freaks out about it because i guess he wants that That's job his dream job yeah he's all about it. he's like oh how do i get that one? <laughs> oh, oh son you can get whatever job you want that's basically yeah. what she said um, at one point in the tour, Adam spots, spots a cutie and then says, that girl was hot. And Barry replies, she's my cousin. <laughs> and he's like, she is? And Barry says, yeah, we're all cousins. I'm like, oh, oh, hello? Hello? <laughs> right. <laughs> Back to the, the tour guide. Mm-hmm. She's basically explaining like, yes, Bar- not Barry. Yes, Adam, you can absolutely have the job of the Krillman. Like, once you pick your job, just make sure you pick it carefully because that's the only job you'll ever have. Until you die. Yeah, and Barry does not seem jazzed about that at all. No, he's not into that. So then she says that bees as a species haven't had a day off in 27 million years, and Barry's like, what? Yeah, he does not vibe with that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and also, like, you would think that after nine days of school, he would have learned that. Yeah, right. You know, somebody would have taught that to him. Yeah, he would have known by now. Yeah. At one point, they pass a bee who's testing out helmets, and he's getting crushed by a bunch of stuff. And Adam asks, what do you think he makes? And Barry says, not enough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I was like, this movie's going to go there. so funny. So then they kind of finish their their tour, and they go down a little, like, a flume. Yeah. And they get a group picture. Very cute. So cute. And now the tour ride is over, and Adam is pumped yeah he is there for this job everyone's super cool with working until you're dead yeah he's just like uh yeah oh yeah so also when she says that they they haven't had a day off in 27 million years barry's like so you just work us to death and the lady's like we sure try and i was like (laughs) capitalism that's how it feels it do be feeling like that (laughs) so then um so where am i oh so yeah so adam is pumped barry is not into the idea of doing all of this stuff like the one thing for the rest of your life and then adam comes back with the but you know, you you can only have to make one choice. Like, that's what more could you want? Like, you won't have to make any other decision in life. And also, like, same. <laughs> but then uh, Barry's like, I would hate that. But also, same. Like, I get both of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get it. So then they walk down the street and Adam's like, I wonder if things are, you know, no, not Adam. Barry, I think, is wondering if things are, like, too organized ever. And Adam's like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And they're standing in the middle of the busiest road in the world. Yeah, and all the cars are just in sync going around them. Yeah, and they're super safe there. Yeah. That was the, um, it's like the, the inner satire of the movie. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. It's really it. good. Yeah. It's really clever. So, yeah, now they're walking up to a bridge and they see the pollen jocks coming in. And they're so cute. They're covered in little pollen fuzzies <laughs> <laughs> they've got uh they've got their cool guy jackets on they've got yeah. cool guy helmets on ladies are fawning over them yeah. as they unload their pollen they so, brought back ne- nectar or for nectar the hive. that's what i mean yeah so then barry seems very interested in being a pollen jock and adam's like they get to go see the world yeah adam's like bro you don't have the build for that yeah you have to be born for the job yeah because the pollen jocks have a different body type yep and then barry's like i'm gonna do it anyway yeah the pollen jocks like move a little bit so it, they kind of just shake their pollen off which gets so kind cute. of yeah it kind of like starts floating around and some of it gets on barry and adam and they're like oh my god this is the most pollen we'll ever see which is a little depressing yeah but then adam says that pollen is just a status symbol and barry's like yeah it's a symbol to let us talk to the ladies who he just said were his cousins yeah so now it's not a problem yeah okay 
Did you see the little military bee? Yes. He had a familiar voice, and he comes over and starts punching the jacks in the head when they come yeah. back. <laughs> Good job, guys. Boom. <laughs> boom. Boom, boom, <laughs> You brought back so much pollen and nectar. Yeah. Ba, ba, Bros. <laughs> so so funny. Barry and Adam go over to the ladies, and they're like, oh, my God, it must be so dangerous being a pollen jock, but and didn't they just see them standing right next to them? I know, right? And they're like, yeah, I mean, we, we fought a bear today. It was really scary. And Adam's like, no, we didn't. What? <laughs> and then the jocks notice Barry and Adam, so they go over to mess with them, but their messing with them wasn't really that intimidating. It wasn't. It was more like inviting them on the fly, on, like, tomorrow's flight. I guess giving them a dare. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, oh, yeah, come meet us tomorrow at nine to go to a sunflower field. And Barry's like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The jock actually says, meet us at 0900. And then Barry's like, I would if I knew what that meant. Yeah. And that was amazing. (laughs) Because also same. But then um, now Barry is like, it's later on now. Barry is longingly looking out on the hive. And then his dad comes out to ask him if he's ready to make the one decision he's allowed to make. And then Barry wonders if there's more to life than that. And then dad calls mom over to say that Barry is acting a little funny, but he'll, he'll become a stirrer, that kind of thing. And, and then mom's, then mom's like, like, you're going to be a stirrer? And Barry's like, no, I did. I never said that. And dad's like, no, he's going to become a stirrer. And then they're both so proud and gushing over their son. And then he's like, guys, are you serious? I don't want to be, I don't want to be involved with honey. And they're like ignoring everything. So he starts saying all this ridiculous stuff to get their attention and they're still ignoring him. I'm going to pierce my thorax. I'm going to get a tattoo. <laughs> what is your thorax? Is that your throat? Or is I that? I think the, the midsection. Maybe oh. like a belly button piercing. Oh. Maybe that's what he That'd means. That'd be cute for Barry. Uh, totally cute. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, Barry and Adam drive to their job placement and it's just like a massive board. And the guy that's it behind is, the desk. It's like nonstop. It's nonstop. <laughs> and so the guy behind the desk, he's just kind of telling them like you or the, there's a, somebody in front of them first. So that kid gets the honor of placing in picking the crud out. So congrats to that guy. And he seems super excited about that. Aww. So then Adam and Barry get to the front desk and Adam asked for the Krellman. But it closed like 0.3 seconds after he said that. So the guy's like, oh, you got to pick another job. And then he's like, oh, it opened again. He's yep. like, why did it open? He's like, someone died. Yay. Yay. And I'm like, what? Yeah, and nobody, yeah, nobody's like torn up about that at all. Yeah, apparently when a bee dies, the spot is open again, and bees are constantly dying, and everyone seems to just gloss over the dying part of this movie, and right. it kind of stresses me out a little just bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, I guess they're used to the shorter lifespan, because, I guess so. you know, school is nine days long. Yeah. So. Everything's super quick. Bees are constantly in and out. Yeah. So then Barry takes like a step aside, because he's having a moment, and he's like, I gotta get out there before I do the same thing for the rest of my life. So then he's over by the uh, the pollen jocks and we hear the general giving the jocks like a rundown like today there's a Korean deli nearby that's getting a, a shipment of roses. So like keep your eye out for that one. But also there's a chance to rain. So, you know, bees can't fly in the rain. So also just be careful and take cover. Aww. And then uh, Barry walks up to them and one of the jocks from yesterday is like, oh, that's my man. He actually showed up on time. <laughs> Very accepting, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And you know what's funny is that the general's like, all right, fine. So then he calls over an assistant who hands him a waiver form to sign. Yeah, they don't give him any gear, though. No, right. That's what I was (laughs) worried about. General says, you know, just avoid brooms, dogs, cats, and swats. Rule number one is don't talk to humans. So then he tells them all to get into flying formation. So then they go buzz, 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 buzz into their formation. And it is hilarious. (laughs) It's so freaking cute. And now, so they're all geared up to fly now. And then they go. 
why does that's this is when I was like, why does every single jock have a helmet and gear and stuff except for Barry? He's the least experienced. Yeah, because we know the helmets are made to protect from getting stepped on or getting yeah. smacked around and, and stuff. And sprayed. Yeah. So I was like, doesn't he need it the most? <laughs> but whatever. He's not built for this. He's not. Yeah. They fly through Central Park. There's about one million kites out. Yeah, Barry's, which I don't know if that's normal for Central Park. I don't think it is. I have no idea. Barry's totally mind blown by seeing the outside world. And I didn't expect this movie to take place in New York City. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I know the place. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of right here. Yeah. And also Barry can keep up with the group. Which also doesn't seem super realistic. Yeah, because like you'd think they'd be so much faster. I feel like that'd be one of those like if me and you just walked onto an NFL field and was like, let's play, guys. <laughs> and then we just started playing with them like no big deal. <laughs> That's so, yeah, no, (laughs) not happening. (laughs) So the bees find a patch of flowers and they land to collect their nectar. They have these like nectar extracting guns that do multiple flowers at once. So the bees are very efficient. Yeah. And then Barry's with one jock bee and he shows them how they pollinate. He's like, you grab a little bit of this stuff and you bring it over here. I'm like, this is so cute. Look at them pollinating. So then the jock fly around some more. Then three of them break off because their visor has sensors that detect some yellow, which they think is a flower, but it seems to be moving. So they're confused about it. So they go to investigate. Yeah. They land next to some tennis balls and don't know what it is. So they're like, they smell good. They're the right color, but like, I don't think these are flowers. And then one of them <laughs> touches them and they're like, oh, that's sticky. To be careful about that, guys. So then Barry immediately lands whole body flop yeah. right onto Just spread eagled onto it. Yeah, it gets totally stuck. Yep. I was like, Barry's goofy ass. Yeah. Then someone picks up the tennis balls, but does say volleyball? <laughs> I mean, I, they did volley. Yeah, that's where that, I got. Yeah. yeah, so he then starts getting volleyed back and forth along the court, and he's screaming on it. And a man with Kronk's voice starts. That's what I said. Screaming too. Yeah, he, Kronk is very um, competitive in this movie. <laughs> Extremely. Yeah. And the other bees are staring at him. They're like, "Should we tell him it's not a flower?" <laughs> and they're like, "I think he's got that point." <laughs> And so they're that, just standing there watching. I'm like, I really like also, the, like, what can they do? I really like the pollen job. Yeah. They seem like good guys. <laughs> so then through the volley, Kronk is about to like, like, uh, not spike. Through the volley, Kronk is about to spike it. Yeah, he's getting and ready for one big swing. The jocks are like, oh, that's not going to be good. So they clear their throat and he gets distracted, Kronk. So he misses the ball and it goes flying down the street instead of like staying in the tennis court. So yeah. Barry's gone now. Barry's having a real rough first New York City experience. I mean, if he wasn't such a fool and just full body that tennis ball, you know? <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know any better. If he's going to victim blame his friend for dying, we can <laughs> victim blame him for landing on a tennis ball. <laughs> fair you give you get yeah he ends up in a car with a family like he goes through all like the, like the, the exhaust and the yeah. the vents and stuff the car parts and then yeah. eventually into the passenger area of yes. the car. yes and yes, they yes. all freak the fuck out yeah they do i mean same they uh, open a window let it yeah, out. yeah 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 <laughs> but they went the extra mile dad almost crashed the car so many times I mean, city driver sometimes, you know? Yeah. What can you do? Ran a red light, all this crazy nonsense. Yep. And I'm like, can we all just chill the fuck out? Yeah. We're in a vehicle. <laughs> Turns out there's also a dog in the back and Barry gets back there. So the dog's like attacking him. Yeah. And then he eventually does get out. So now he's kind of just flying down the street again. He's just, just beyond confused and everything. Yeah. So then it starts to rain. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, no, bees can't fly in the rain. So yeah. he tries to jet out of there away from the oncoming rain. But then one drop hits him 
And then another drop hits him. So he starts going down. Yep. And luckily he lands in some flowers in an apartment window. window. Yes. And the tennis couple arrive to the apartment. And we meet Ken, who is the guy with the cronk voice. Yes. And he starts bragging about his foldable brochure resume. And I'm like, bro, those are only supposed to be one page. That's true. <laughs> You're not supposed to have a brochure. It's supposed to be one page. <laughs> but he is very proud that he made it. Yeah. So then... Uh, so Barry, like, kind of is hearing this from outside. He comes in. He steps inside a little bit. And then Kronk, as, not Kronk, Ken, as <laughs> Ken is bragging about his brochure, he closes the window. So now Barry is stuck. Yeah. So and he's like, oh, I've seen enough of this. So he tries to fly out. And he's like, maybe this time, maybe this time, maybe this time, maybe this time. in the glass. Yeah. And he's like, what is happening? <laughs> so then he sees that there's a light in the ceiling. And he's like, oh, there's the sun. Let me just go towards the sun. Yeah. And then as he goes closer to the sun, the, uh-huh, as he gets closer to the sun, he's like, that's weird. There's a 75 on the sun. I don't remember that from last time. And then he bumps right into it and drops. Because there's another couple here. So we're having a little get together in this yes, apartment. Yes. And he drops right into the guac. And one person scoops the guac and goes to eat it. Ken is just nonstop bragging. We've been with him for like a minute and he's kind of the worst. Yeah, he's we're pretty tired of him. Yeah. So when Barry finally gets spotted on this chip, everyone freaks the fuck out all over again. Ken is like, stop, there's a bee. Yeah. Smacks it out of his hand. <laughs> Super dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Barry lands on the table. Ken's like, I'm just, I'm allergic to them. We just got to get it out of here. We got to crush it. Yeah. Everyone goes right into kill mode. Yes. I'm like, what the hell is, ha- why is everyone so dramatic about these bees? <laughs> I mean, same. Yeah. A woman pops out. And saves Barry just in time because Ken grabs his Tims and yes. is ready to stomp him out. <laughs> and, and she's like, "His life matters." Yes, he's like, "Why? Why does his life hold any less value than yours?" And Ken's like, "What the heck are you talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> so then she's like, "I'm just saying, all life has value." And I really thought right there she's going to say, "All lives matter." Yeah. So, I mean, she almost basically did. She kind of did. She did. <laughs> but then she goes on to rip a piece of his. So she puts a cup over Barry and then she rips a piece of his brochure off and like slides it under the glass. And he's like, my brochure. Yeah. So that, that was did funny. Did you not have an extra print? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Ken. <laughs> but also she didn't have to rip the brochure. She could have just used the whole slice of paper. Yeah, she could. You know? She, yeah. She didn't think that went all the way through, I think. It's okay. But that was also kind of rude of her. But whatever, you know what? <laughs> so then as well, she... Ken's rude. <laughs> he's very rude. So as Vanessa's going to let Barry out the window, Barry's just looking at her so bewildered. Smitten. Smitten, yes, yeah. for letting her go. So then later on, once the rain stops, Barry is still sitting on the flower. And he's like, man, I got to go say something. She saved my life. I got to go tell her. I know I can't, but I got to go tell her. So uh, then... Because their number one rule is not to talk to humans. Yeah. So the window is also open again at this point. So he goes inside, he flies around, finds her in the kitchen, he follows her around, and he's like debating with himself, like, man, I should tell her, no, I shouldn't break the rules, I should tell her, though, she saved my life, I was raised better than that, you know? Should I talk to her? (laughs) What should I even say? What would I even say to her? Like, I'm a bee. The one thing that's confusing about this movie is that Barry is constantly talking at the same volume, and people either hear him or don't hear him. True. I'm like, he's not projecting anymore, is he? (laughs) Can you turn it on or off? I maybe eh, who knows uh. <laughs> but he's on a shelf now she walks by with a plate a handful of plates and he goes uh hi and, <laughs> and then she, she freaks out yeah everything she's like uh. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't try to kill him obviously she's right. like chill kind of he ends up thanking her uh for saving him and she stabs herself with a fork to make sure she's not dreaming or something and i was like just pinch just pinch yourself you did not 
need to dramatically stab a whole fork into your hand. I think everything in this movie is either 100 or not. Definitely. And that's, you know what? That's that's what it is. <laughs> so she asked how he learned about the whole talking thing. And he's like, you know, same as you, mama, dada, honey. So then she offers him coffee and some cake. And he's like, no, no, I'm actually trying to lose some micrograms. So cute. Micrograms. <laughs> Very pleased. He has bigger issues to deal with right now. So then later on, they're both on the roof. They're talking about just catching up, learning about each other. He's telling a B joke. She doesn't super get it. And he's like, yeah. it's a B thing. You had to be there. They start chit-chatting about his hive. A custodian comes up to change a light bulb up there on the rooftop and doesn't even pay attention to them. And I guess a woman talking to a bee is not anywhere near the weirdest thing you'll see in New York City. Definitely not. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sure you probably actually, we might find that in real life. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we did that. Yeah, definitely not. We've definitely seen worse in the city. Yeah. <laughs> so then Barry explains the whole like pick a job for the rest of your life thing. And then Vanessa's like, I know how you feel because her parents wanted her to be a doctor or lawyer. But all she wanted to do was be a florist. All she cares about are flowers. And I was like, wow, that's so convenient, Barry. Yeah. Lucky for you, Barry. <laughs> so then maybe that's why he likes her. She smells like flowers. Oh, that's true. Probably. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. But then he says that their new queen was just elected with that same campaign slogan. <laughs> that was hilarious so funny so then barry points her towards his hive and he she's like oh right off a of sheep's meadow so one this is barry's first time out of the hive how does he know where he is he's also been disoriented from the rain and the car i guess so, so how do we know what direction we're in i guess bees just have really great navigation systems maybe yeah so then also uh if vanessa can afford to live right across the street from central park i feel like her parents can get off of her back yeah you know <laughs> true true that area is so expensive yeah and if she has roof access that's even more expensive i feel yeah so her parents can really chill yeah they can she anyway. must be doling out some amazing flowers making i mean they cost a lot of money they do cost a lot so then the maintenance man is uh finally like noticing that vanessa's talking to herself yeah but he also still again is not phased he sees the bee and then hears him he's like <laughs> after a little bit so then uh, they're just back to chatting again. Barry's watching her with some googly eyes. And honestly, no, yeah. not into it. <laughs> and then I was like, I know that's where the movie goes. But still, can we just not? That's what the memes are about. I know. <laughs> but also, that's not what the movie's about. It's not. That surprised me so much. <laughs> I definitely thought this movie was going to be about this bee trying to like bang this lady. Yeah. <laughs> so then <laughs> so then Barry goes to say goodbye. Then they shake hands, which means they shake finger in like full body. Yeah. She just essentially finger points up and down. <laughs> so then the next day, Barry is back home. He's telling Adam what happened yesterday and how some humans like do try to kill you, but also some don't. And Adam's like, awesome. Now that you did that, you can pick a job. And Barry's like, hey, well, I met somebody. <laughs> and Adam's like, a mosquito? A moth? Who? A cricket? A spider? Ooh, no, not a spider. <laughs> yeah, Barry's a little racist against spiders. <laughs> he's like you know i get they're supposed to be like hot with the eight legs but their faces like Ugh, i just can't get around them and it's like wow barry so then he's like no i met a human and adam's like a human Ooh. you know you're not supposed to talk to humans yeah barry starts to gush about how amazing vanessa is and i hope someone gushes about me like this one day but not a bee yeah no not a, bee. a human yeah a very cute yes. human yes 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 <laughs> 
So then what's actually really funny is that uh, Adam keeps going like, you cannot do this. This is over. And then Barry, because he took a crumb of like the crumb cake from earlier. Yes. So then he shoves it in Adam's mouth and he's like, this is not over. What was that? That was amazing. <laughs> and then Barry's like, have you ever heard of something called Cinnabon? <laughs> and that is the effect that Cinnabon has on us. It really, they're so good. And it makes sense that it would have even more of that effect on bees. Yes. It, it Yeah. Anyway, so Adam pushes him into a room and tells him that like, you've got to start thinking bee. And then he just starts chanting, think bee, think bee. And then everyone starts to come over and it's yeah. like, think bee, think Very, bee. Very um, crazy. <laughs> Do we want to? Nope, I don't want to say it. Anyway, so now. <laughs> you about to say it's culty? A little bit. It's a little culty. It's so, a little creepy. Yeah. So now Barry's <laughs> lounging in a honey pool. Mom and dad are cornering him because they're just concerned that like, it's been three days. You're still unemployed? Yeah. Come on, Barry, make something of yourself. Yeah. We're like, we have an 100% employment rate and you can't even find a job. That's bad. That's on you. (laughs) And Barry says he's still thinking about life decisions. And dad's like, what life decisions? You don't have a life. You're not working. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's right. You have no life. And I'm like, oh my God, dad. (laughs) They keep bickering him. So Barry just takes a little dive into the pool. He just swims down, down, down. Yeah. And and he he starts starts daydreaming. Fantasizing, you're right, is a better word. Vanessa. And they're flying together. They're like, like they're on a, a date. Yeah, they're on a date. They have a picnic and then they start flying together. And then while they're flying, she eventually flies into a mountain and crashes. Yep. It just explodes. <laughs> like, huh. So then Bear comes back to real life because that's also just when he needs air. That's when she explodes. So then he, he swims back up to the top of the pool. Mom and dad are still nagging him. So then Barry's like, I'm going to go see a friend. And mom goes, is this all because of a girl? I hope she's bee-ish. No. <laughs> a little bit. She likes flowers. She she does. <laughs> I, I think it's so funny that mom has that mom accent. Yeah. She's so cute. So she's great. Got, she's got the beehive hairdo. Yes. So freaking uh, cute. So smart. <laughs> Barry leaves to go see Vanessa. And they start talking about how she's always wanted to go to the Tournament of Roses. Yes. In Pasadena. Yeah. And they're talking about how, um, you know, like she asked why he doesn't fly. So essentially they're just like walking down the street and he's sitting on her shoulder right now. So she asked him like, why don't you fly anywhere or everywhere all the time? And he's like, I mean, it's kind of like people running. It's just exhausting. Vanessa really needs to wear like a Bluetooth in her ear or something. So people don't think she's talking to herself. Right. (laughs) But in this world, that would be too convenient and smart to do. Yeah. So then they go into a grocery store and some dude comes to smack Barry off of her shoulder. So she yells at him. Yeah, because this dude just basically walked over and smacked her in the shoulder. And like, what an asshole. I appreciated that she freaked out and whacked him back, but I feel like she underreacted. I kind of took the opposite side. I think she overreacted because any normal person, if somebody like if some stranger came and whacked a bee off of my shoulder, I would be like, thank you. But also like, I don't he did come at 100. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would have been really fucking pissed off if i think if he warned beforehand yeah i don't know you don't touch me Mm, sure there's that too (laughs) and don't nonetheless don't smack me on the shoulder with a rolled up magazine that that true because i will flip the fuck out on you yeah i just thought that i thought that her reaction was a little um uh like you punched me in the face but like just just because i understood that he was trying to get the b off of her like he was going for the b and not for her so situational i was understanding of him but also, I don't know what I would do in real life. I think it's poor execution. I think if he it is said something instead of just running up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if he said, hey, there's a bee on you. Yeah. Or like, you, hey, you, don't move. I'm going to get this off your shoulder. Like that thing. Yeah. Give her a chance to be like, no, don't fucking touch me. Yeah. True. True, true, true. <laughs> because, so then, yeah. Yeah. Barry's on the ground. He's like, oh, man, was that a circular that he hit me with? And Vanessa's like, wow, you're good at that. And he's like, yeah, 75 pages is kind of our limit. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
So he's like, yeah, I lost a cousin to Italian Vogue once. So, <laughs> which, again, he doesn't seem too beat up about it. Yeah, he just kind of states it as like a matter of fact. Yeah. He then spots shelves of honey and starts freaking out. He's like, where are you guys getting all this? And she's like, it's honey. We eat it. And he's like, you what? Just all day. Yeah. All the time. All we do is make honey and, and you just take it and package it like this. Yeah. So he's like, and Vanessa the whole time, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> so then he's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. So he goes into the stock room and sees the guy who smacked him unboxing honey. And that guy heard Barry talking. So he like puts a little honey jar out and tries to trap him. Yes. And then Barry ends up talking to this human too. So we're just breaking rules back right. left and right. And everybody seems so chill about it. Yeah. All the humans that he's talking to, it seems very accepting of the speaking bee. Yeah. Everyone spots a bee, tries to kill it on sight. But then when the bee starts talking, they're cool about it. Yeah. That seems a little backwards to me. Yeah, for real. So they kind of, Barry and this guy, Barry eventually confronts this guy and they get into like kind of a sword fight. Yes. Because the guy gets a thumbtack and Barry uses a stinger and he, the guy ends up losing and he tells How? Barry. How? Yeah. <laughs> Just take your hand and go. Pwah! Yeah. Yeah. But he tells Barry about honey farms. But you know what's wild, too, with this scene is that... So the guy's name is Hector, and he's just, like, manically laughing the whole time that they're fighting. And he's like, ah, I knew you could speak it. Then they start sword fighting it. Then he's like, oh, the honey's all mine. It's mine. And he just starts, like, laughing. And I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> what? Where did you come from Hector's with all of this issues. attitude? <laughs> Hector hates bees. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's he got, got stung as a child, too. Yeah, he's got a vendetta against bees. <laughs> Barry spots a honey farms truck and starts to follow it through the city. Yes. And he eventually gets onto the truck's windshield where he meets other bugs that are stuck to the windshield. And um, he meets this mosquito who's going to Alaska. To yes, voiced on. by Chris Rock. That's who it was, right? Yes. Okay. I didn't want to like assume because I was like, that sounds so familiar. Very Chris Rocky. Okay. He, this was like, I feel like this was during his um, voiceover phase, like the Madagascar and just like that whole thing. Oh, definitely. Because this movie was what, 2007? Yeah. Yeah. So he's doing all that stuff. He was just making his money. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah. So Chris Rock, the mosquito, tells him that he's going to Alaska, but also just like, because Barry's trying to like climb around and he's seeing all these dead bugs. And he's like, oh my God, what has happened here? You guys don't know what hit you. And Chris Rock is like, stop moving. They're going to wipe anything that moves. So yeah. then um, they just, he's trying to explain to Barry that he has to play dead. And then he's going to Alaska because that moose blood is. <laughs> Is so good. Which is confusing because don't only lady mosquitoes drink blood? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're wrong. Who knows? I definitely thought that. But then at some point, the the guys driving the truck use the wipers. Mm -hmm. So then the mosquitoes like, get on the wiper, get on the wiper. So then they get on the wiper, but then eventually they use the liquid to, to wipe too. So then yeah. everybody gets knocked off of that. So Barry luckily catches onto the antenna of the truck. And then Chris Rock goes flying somewhere else. And then, uh, so they're just screaming. It's Barry and another bug is on the antenna. They're yeah. screaming their heads off. And the guys inside the truck are like, do you hear something? You hear like tiny screaming. <laughs> so, <laughs> tiny screaming. So then one dude turns off the radio. So the antenna starts going down, which means Barry has nothing to hold on to. So he has, he loses his grip. He goes flying into the horn of the truck, which is where the mosquito happens to be. Lucky. 
So now it's later on and they're just cruising and Barry's just telling the mosquito about his honey mystery. And then the mosquito is telling him about how it's cool that bees are so tight knit and mosquitoes are usually off on their own because like nobody likes mosquitoes. Everybody's swatting on this all the time. Yeah. So then a blood bank car drives by and the mosquito's like, oh shit, I'm a jump shit. <laughs> and he gets off, he flies onto the that truck and he's like, oh my God, I knew I'd find you guys here because it's all mosquitoes on that windshield. Yeah. So they all have a grand old time. <laughs> we get to honey farms. We immediately see some super mean beekeepers. Yes. And Barry watches them use smoke to knock out a hive so they can collect the honey. And Barry starts freaking out over their living conditions because they've got like these little apartments. Yes. In these. Those little little boxes that they put the the honeycomb um, sheets in. Yeah. They treat them like little like shitty apartments. Yeah. It's so funny. He makes a big deal about one hive having a drag queen queen. And I'm like, more power to her. Yes. (laughs) I was like, are we... Are we accepting that or are we making a joke out of that? I can't, I couldn't tell where that joke was going. He was making a joke out of it. And do we like that? Are we okay with that? I mean, it was the early 2000s. I mean, late 2000s. I don't know. Mid. It was 2007. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, so also, so the dudes, like before they, uh, before Barry like sees the living conditions, the dudes say that with this, um, the, the smoker gun thing, they're like 90 puffs a minute, man, twice the nicotine, all the tar. So I was like, are we always pumping? Peas with nicotine? Is that what's happening here? Yeah, it's like I need to learn up. about beekeeping now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I always thought beekeeping was super neat. And then yeah. I saw that. I was like, what? <laughs> is, it, is it actually terrible? <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that. I don't remember learning about any of that. Yeah. So all the bees inside are knocked out and Barry flies in and the bee couple's like, oh, it's it doesn't last too long. It's fine. And then he's like, what is this? Is this terrible living conditions? And they're like, we had no choice. Our queen bee was moved here. So then all the walls of the bee box start to get removed because that's the sheet of the honeycombs. Mm-hmm. And Barry just sees like the rows and rows and rows of bees. And then he flies out and sees just hundreds of the bee boxes. Yeah. I didn't know what to call them. The bee boxes is what I landed on. That's fine. But he starts, he takes out his little bee camera that he just happened to have on him. <laughs> and he starts taking pictures of, for his evidence. And then it's funny because all the beekeepers here just look like, just like extra grotesque like monster like people yeah they're really mean yeah so now he's back at the hive at home and he's telling his parents and everybody that like the humans are stealing our honey and how they're worse than bears and then dad's like oh this is a joke everybody knows that that's fake and then the uncle is like those are doctored like it's a conspiracy are, yeah, those are fake photos it's obviously doctored yeah and yeah barry showing them all these photos and his family just is not phased by any of this. And Adam then spills the beans about Vanessa. Snitches. And says, he's like, he has a human girlfriend and they make out. So if you're that friend who exaggerates like this, you're actually the fucking worst. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> Adam is not a real friend. That's yeah. a fake ass friend. That's move. fake as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I would cut him off. Yeah. Not to be dramatic, but. But. Or I would just not tell you anything ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> so then Barry says that it's not fair that their whole life they live for two or three cups of honey while the humans are out there like just putting it in the bump for no reason, putting it in tea for no reason, doing all this stuff. And dad's like, I mean, even if they were doing that, what could you as one little bee do? And Barry's like, I'm going to hurt them where it really hurts. So dad's like, oh, where? The face, the nose, the eye? That one really hurts. And Barry's like, no, I'm going to hurt the humans where it hurts the most. And then we cut to a news broadcast. Yes. We meet the news anchors. They're also cute. Bob Bumble. Yeah. They have a story about a tri-county bee named Barry. Yes. And why do they specify? Like, do they broadcast to multiple hives? I don't know. This is where I need to learn about the world. (laughs) Because, I mean, they have technology. They have their own 
army force as the 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 pollen jocks like are just very army yeah and now they have tri-countied uh, a news <laughs> network yeah they know. also have an asian newscaster bee so cute how is there more representation in bees than <laughs> like 98 percent of hollywood yeah so my <laughs> other thing actually to go on a mini tangent is that growing up i've only ever seen asians as cartoons and animations i've never seen i mean like besides like lucy lou and jackie chan yeah th- those are the only two like humans that i've seen like representation wise yeah what's up with that like why why is it only why do i only get to be a cartoon (laughs) you know maybe that's why i got into anime is that why i got into animation (laughs) oh Oh, no we're connecting all these weird dots i need to we need to separate this conversation now so that i can focus back on this podcast (laughs) okay anyway so the top story yes is that barry intends to sue the human race for stealing their honey packaging it and profiting from it illegally and then we cut to b larry king (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Barry is a guest. And how do you just get to be a guest on Larry King overnight? Be when you're be Larry King. <laughs> oh, I guess he's more open to the the normal people. Suing an entire species is the big news that, that you is need to true. Talk about. Yeah, and Barry is stuck on the on there being a, a Larry King in the human world too. Yes, and keeps comparing them. And the B one B versions like, all right, I'm we're over done it. here. We're done here. But also, also, so B Larry King asks, like, what made you think you could sue the whole human race? And Barry's like, bees can do anything. Think of B Columbus and B Gandhi and B Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's the other thing. Like, what? How much of this world? You know, like that they have all of these people, and like, if their history is like the human history, like, I just, I'm just curious. I just want to know, you know? <laughs> so then we cut to Vanessa. She She's back in her shop. Ken is shouting about how you play tennis to win even if the opponent is your 81-year-old grandma. Yeah. You have to win. So I then, guess Ken shows no mercy he, in tennis no matter what. He don't. That's why he doesn't have a job. He's also always at 100. He always is screaming. <laughs> it is so irritating. Yeah. Ken eventually hears Barry's voice and Vanessa says she's helping him sue the human race. And I feel bad for whatever lawyer takes this case. Yeah. But when she says that, he turns around and makes a face. And it's the screenshot from the meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Vanessa's like, all right, you got to go. Like, we're going to work on stuff. And he's upset he doesn't get yogurt night with her, which I totally get. I get that. But also, he's also not surprised that Barry's speaking. <laughs> you know, like, I don't. Why? Where? Where's the shock? <laughs> Vanessa was the only one who was allowed to be surprised. And then that was it. Yeah, I guess you know? so. Everyone else is like accepting that there's a talking bee. Yeah. In the other room, Barry is reading a law book and Adam is passed out in a Cinnabon container. He is sloshed. Totally lost in yeah. the sauce. This guy. Yeah. Oh, he's man. got the frosting all over his face. So yeah. he looks like he's like coked out. It's like a little silly. <laughs> yeah. It, he, he probably ate like three whole crumbs of Cinnabon. Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, man, wow. That frosting. I'm in it, man. Amazing. They eventually end up mailing out a huge folder with their lawsuit. So then we cut to human news. People are gathering outside of a courthouse. Yep. Inside the courthouse, Adam is surprised that so many humans aren't at work. Right. <laughs> and then the newscaster is also like, and this is the big moment where we finally see if bees can really speak. So like, also, have they been contemplating that for this? How long? I mean, also, it takes some time to get from like actually deciding to sue somebody to get to court. So I get that. So there probably could have been the whole, um, just the, the speculation until then. Yeah. But it's just interesting. But they didn't interview them before they went into the courthouse. Right. Because you can't Usually film, you do that. Because you can't usually film during yeah. a case. I don't know. But also, so inside, Barry's asking Adam if he thinks that, you know, do you think that a multi-million dollar food corporation has a good lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So when that so intimidating, intimidating man shows up, yes. he's the defense lawyer. Dude, yeah. He's kind of a douche. Uh, his, his name Fully is Mr. Montgomery. Yep. He's working for the five main food companies. Mm-hmm. We also see that the whole hive is there t- to like support Barry. Cute. Very love cute. that. Very cute. Mr. Montgomery begins his opening statement and he treats it like an audition. He's like so dramatic. He is the most dramatic. Yeah. And he starts going on. He includes some God stuff in there. I wasn't really paying attention. (laughs) But he ends it off with these are fake bees. Like, look at them. How do we even know that these are real bees? Like, they could be on steroids. They could be holograms. Right. Like, what? What's your point, bro? Do you think he knew about the Tupac hologram before then? Oh, maybe. He called it. (laughs) So Barry makes his opening statement and basically says, honey is our livelihood. And he must be really projecting his voice or something for people to be able to hear him because right. the whole courtroom, the right. jury, the, the judge. The acoustics in there yeah. are great. But you know what's really funny too is that like as he, as the judge is like, and now Mr. Barry, make your statement. He goes, <clears throat> bzz, 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 bzz. I'm JK. I'm just joshing you. And Adam's like rolls his eyes. He's yeah. so annoyed. <laughs> He's like, dude, take this seriously. <laughs> yep. The other funny thing is that Mr. Montgomery is the voice of Sully, John Goodman. Oh, yeah. So the whole time he was like making his whole case, I was just like hearing Sully defending corporate America. <laughs> and I was like, this is not right. <laughs> so then, so yeah, Barry turns and is like, you guys, I'm just an ordinary bee. Honey is important to all of us. And then, you know, he just says that I hope that we're accepting of what bees have and not just taking things from bees. Aww. More or less. Yeah. So then we cut to mom watching from home and she's like, oh, I wish he would just dress like that all the time. He looks so good. <laughs> and they're watching this on the BCC. I love it. So cute. But so, so this is when I also started going into my home. Like, what is the B world? Like, where do they start from? Where does it end? Because like, if, if they're getting news coverage from the outside world like this, that means that they've always had the access to the outside world news coverage. So then they should have always known I guess that, they didn't want to get involved with the outside world. Right. Because that is their number one rule. Yeah. But also like just the implication that there is like the BCC yeah. and that they can have like these remote productions implies that like documentaries exist. And you know how we have animal documentaries? What if they have human documentaries? So I'm just I'm just saying the whole time it shouldn't I don't know that it should be a surprise that humans take honey <laughs> because they have all of this access. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Now. Yeah, because you would think they'd have documentaries about how dangerous humans are. Right. Yeah. So that we know not to talk to them. Yes, because that's their And you would think rule. that, like, you know, don't talk to humans because they're predators. They take our honey. So that's <laughs> not good. Yeah. But and anyway. And they attack us when hit us with shoes and Right, magazines. exactly. <laughs> so whatever, we get back to the, the case. The judge calls the first witness. Barry asks him about his other bee-related companies. One of them supplies beekeepers. So Barry's like, oh, I suppose you don't employ bee-freers? Yeah. Ugh, amazing. <laughs> he also brings up using a bear for the jar imagery. And he's like, this is fucked up. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, here comes the appropriation. <laughs> So then the witness goes, well, bears are loveful key- creatures, you know, Yogi Bear, Fozzie Bear, Build-A-Bear. So Bear is like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm going to counter that point by bringing in a live-ass bear. Yeah. And uh, this, this is a hired actor bear. Yeah. <laughs> the bear comes in screaming, like growling, drool coming out, claws out, just waving its arms around, hitting stuff. And everyone in the courtroom's like, huh? <laughs> and Bear oh is God. like, see, bears are scary. Would you like a bear going into your living room like that? And then he makes his case. And then, and then he's like, all right, Bear, you can go. And then the bear just drops his act. And leaves. And just, yeah, just walked away. <laughs> so it was funny. amazing. Yeah. 
Barry ends up calling singer Sting to the stand. Amazing. And and basically calls him out for um, stealing bee culture. Yes. <laughs> just, just so that you can be have a fun stage name. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. He's like, have you ever stung anyone? <laughs> and he's like, no, I mean, it's just it's just a thing. I'm just, you know, I'm just from the police. And he's like, but you're not a police. <laughs> so you're stealing that too? <laughs> it was amazing. And then next he calls up Ray Liotta. Yeah. So he's sitting there with his Emmy. And his uh, brand of honey. Yes. that's what they saw in the supermarket. Yes. And Barry presses him and he starts losing his temper and tries to kill Barry. Yep. And he's like, why hasn't anyone just stepped on this guy? So <laughs> then fair. So then chaos is everywhere. Yeah. The judge tries to just like get everybody to calm down, but that doesn't happen. So we just cut away, right? Mm-hmm. So then we later on we're hearing, um, or it's... It's um, kind of like the setting up, I guess, the next scene. But essentially, it's just newspaper clippings. Yeah, of different headlines about the case. Yeah, and what, one of them, the last one says that Ray Liotta just got sacked from his last job because <laughs> of losing his cool. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Now we're on Barry and Vanessa having dinner together. And Ken awkwardly comes in and sees them clinking glasses. Okay, but wait. Barry is sitting in like a Little Miss toy yeah, like table setting. so cute. It's amazing. <laughs> so cute. It's like a Polly Pocket size toy thing. Yeah, he's got like half a grape and some crumbs. He's Ugh. got little plastic knife and forks. So freaking cute. And I was just like, does Ken live here? Why did he just walk in? Right. Yeah. So he's incredibly jealous that this bee is moving in on his girl yeah this is a wild scene so weird how insecure do you have to be right to be scared of or to be threatened by a bee yeah he's like he walks in he's in a bad mood he's like yeah my phone died like sorry i'm late i couldn't call you and she's kind of giving him dude but like not really and he sits down and he's pissed off that barry's there and he's like you're in my spot <laughs> you know i typically sit there at the head of the table yeah wow and you're not your apartment okay <laughs> so then vanessa goes to i guess prep him a plate and she calls from the other from the kitchen like oh me and barry are talking about your your resume and we agree that uh using chopsticks does not belong under your special skills it really doesn't it bro. doesn't <laughs> you know that's one of those that's like very uh let's get praised for doing the bare minimum kind yeah of it's like when people put uh being nice as a skill Right. And it's like, no, you it's can't, not a skill. You can't put that. You can't put that you're nice on your resume. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> so then Ken and Barry, they're just kind of they're having that like the coded bro talk about like, oh, hey, so uh, I see that you are still looking for a job, huh? Yeah. And then Barry's like, yeah, no, we have a 100 percent job rate or employment rate. So I, I get the whole, you know, searching for a job thing. But I don't know. I can't relate. <laughs> and so that whole thing and they go back and forth so then barry excuses himself to go to the bathroom to drain the old stinger uh, and ken follows him in with a copy of italian vogue yeah we also established beforehand that ken is pretty accident prone yes yeah because he manages to hit his head and hurt his finger on like two seconds yeah in two seconds yeah because he's so so wrapped around barry moving yeah. in on his lady because he's at 100 he's yes. not thinking so he ends up following barry into the bathroom and ends up trashing the bathroom instead. And is like, he's whacking stuff everywhere with this magazine. He tries to, he grabs a perfume and then starts lighting it on fire. So starts lighting shit on fire in this bathroom. Also, if this is Vanessa's place and not his, that's very rude. Incredibly rude. So, like, are you kidding me, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Mad and considerate. And meanwhile, <laughs> Vanessa's now doing the dishes, so she can't hear any of this commotion. Yeah, and it's not like doing the dishes is that loud. It's not, but it's a cartoon. Yeah. So Ken somehow <laughs> ends up in the tub, but then he grabs the shower head. He twists it to death. 
<laughs> and then he starts there's a there's a water bug in the in the shower and he's like whoa, whoa, whoa i'm just a water bug i'm not taking any tides yeah <laughs> so then ken sprays barry he falls into the toilet so ken flushes it but barry grabs a nail file that just happens to be on the toilet seat so he who leaves sur- those there it fell in the commotion oh, okay so then he surfs through the the twirling of the the flush and then he splashes ken in the face and he goes oh doo-doo water <laughs> which same i would do the same thing yeah me too so now barry he's done being gnarly yeah. he lands on the toilet seat and ken is about to whack him for the for good this time but then vanessa comes flying in and she's like i swear to god if you do that <laughs> so then she pulls ken outside and she's like we need to talk so then they're talking in the hallway and she's like he's just a little bee and he happens to be the nicest bee i've ever met in a long time and i'm like what other bee have you met me too ken was like what does that mean and so we're all of what yeah <laughs> vanessa do you have a type yeah right <laughs> So then, what is going on? So then, yeah. So Ken even says, like, are there other bugs in your life? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, no, but there are things bugging me, and you're one of them. And I was like, oh, bitch, okay. (laughs) The scene is hilarious. So then Ken says that his nerves. <laughs> he says that his nerves are fried from this emotional roller coaster. So they break up, and then he storms out. But then he busts back in twice to say that I prefer man-made sweeteners anyway. And I know that there's an aftertaste, but I like them. Uh. And then he's out for good now. <laughs> so then Vanessa asks Barry if he'll be okay for tomorrow's trial. And then we cut to tomorrow. And yes. Montgomery calls Barry to the stand. There's also a juror wearing a striped black and yellow sweater. It's so cute. Cute. That <laughs> means that they've got supporters. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Montgomery asks Barry what his relationship to Vanessa is and then insinuates that they're sleeping together. So gross. He's like, So gross. He's like, are you her little bed bug? And I was uh, like, uh, <laughs> gross. I get it in the sense, like, if this was a human trial, I would get it. But, like, this is a bee. What are we doing? You know? Montgomery, where's your head at? So, Gross. So then also, just before this, Montgomery tells his client that they're going to remind the jury what they don't like about bees. So essentially, he's going to get them riled up. And, like, he's insinuating he's going to try to get stung. Yes. Adam is in his seat. His little butt is, like, moving back and forth really fast. So he's getting mad. Yep. So actually, so what Montgomery jumps to after insinuating that they're sleeping together, he's like, so are those parents, are, those are your parents, right? Are they your real parents? And Barry's like, yeah, duh. And then Montgomery's like, wrong. The queen hatches all the bees. So you're an Ill- illegitimate bee, aren't you? That is so rude. That's fucked up. He's like, those aren't even your real parents. Yeah. And then he just called them illegitimate. Yeah. That's, uh. So yeah, Adam is getting so furious about this. Yeah. Vanessa's holding him back. <laughs> and then Montgomery's still running his mouth about whatever. So Vanessa eventually like lets go by accident because I think she gets shocked by something. Yeah. So then Montgomery's really out here just like popping that pussy yeah. <laughs> at the jury. Yeah. He like brings one butt cheek yeah. out. <laughs> he invented throwing it back. I yeah. Think. He really did. Because he... he threw it all the way back for this. Like he he like even like tapped his butt to be like, Adam, here it is. Come sting me, <laughs> sweetie. It's a little target on his butt yeah. cheek. Yeah. So Adam stings. Uh, Barry screams at him, no, don't do it. And uh, when Adam stings him, he, Mr. Montgomery dramatically puts on a whole show. It is hilarious. He's like, he stung my voluptuous behind and threw it back again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I am hit. Oh, I am hurt. I've been felled by the winged beast of destruction. <laughs> Someone th- like, make it rain on this guy. Right. <laughs> Give him his Oscar. He He's, deserves it. He's really putting his whole ass out there. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Unbelievable. Oh, man. So he's like, oh. And then he goes, see, we can't treat them like 
like equals their savages. Sting is the only thing they know. And I'm like, that's fully racist. The striped beasts. The striped beasts. And I was like, this is, must have been what like colonization was like. <laughs> oh, geez. You know? Yeah. Then we see Adam. He's not feeling well because, duh, like they sting and they die yeah so he's in the hospital he has a full hospital room to himself yeah and a little bed he's got an iv drip of honey going into him this is amazing yeah and they put a plastic sword in his butt yeah as a replacement for the stinger oh cute and it's the little plastic sword that you find in sandwiches yeah and it's uh adam is like they they found it in a tuna sandwich and this is the best they could do and i was like this is amazing (laughs) it's so funny so Some the, smoke comes into the hospital room because two people are smoking outside the r- window, yes. which is so freaking rude. Yes. It's a hospital. Right. You're we supposed don't... to be like 75 feet from the end or 25 feet from the entrance, whatever what? it is. What the fuck is your deal? Yeah. <laughs> but this reminds Barry of the bees who get smoked on. Yes. On the honey farm. So, uh-oh. So we're back to trial. Adam. Wait, no. Okay. So pause. So I had to just had to remind us for a second because... Yeah. Um, so Adam asks Barry to close the window or get the, a nurse to close the window. So then that's when Barry gets that idea. And then he tells Adam to get dressed and get back to court to stall. Yeah. Like your friend just almost died for you and you're going to send him back to court. <laughs> All right. Well, chop, chop. We got He's go. in the hospital right now. <laughs> and you're just going to be like, oh, no, but just get back to work. Barry's, no the, Barry's the only bee who gets a day off. Right. That's bullshit. <laughs> So anyway, Adam's back in court. Yeah, he's stalling by doing an origami boat lesson. So cute. Same. Adam yes. is so cute. <laughs> Very <like> crafty. <laughs> Mr. Montgomery is wearing a neck brace. Right, so from his bee sting. His butt sting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then he's also in one of those baby wheelie things. Yes. And I'm like, all right, guy. He's in that, it's that, you know, that bouncy thing that, um, that like helps babies learn how to walk, but it's like, it's got full range of motion. That's yeah. what he's in. Yeah. He's like, we can't keep stalling. We can't keep waiting for them to show up for their trial. Yeah. So last minute, Barry and Vanessa show up with the smoke gun that's used on the bees. And Mr. Montgomery grabs it and he claims it's harmless, but then accidentally sprays the bees from the hive and they all drop. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Very reckless. Super reckless. You know, like evidence wise, if somebody just brought a gun as the evidence and then the other, the defendant was like, anyway, it's not a big deal. And then they shoot somebody back. It's not even loaded. Yeah, right. (laughs) They shoot it. (laughs) so reckless man yeah barry claims that they're honey slaves of the white man and then they show the defense team and the black guy on the defense team looks at the white guys and then like scoots away it's amazing (laughs) so then so the other part of barry's speech was like see the bees have never been asked smoking or non-smoking before getting addicted to these machines they're forced to be made into these man-made wooden slates they work in these camps to live out the rest of their lives as honey slaves to the white man which also he just means white man as in because mr montgomery has a white shirt on but we know what he means yeah it was amazing (laughs) i loved this so much it was so funny so then um, Montgomery's other client, the white man, asks him what they're going to do. And he's like, he's playing the species card. <laughs> this is great. This is so smart. Yeah. So then now Barry is standing on the justice statue that's in the court. So then he's he's walking along. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, please free the bees. And then he jumps onto the scales to even out the scales. Aww. So talk about visual art, you know? So know good. Know what I'm saying? So good. So then everybody starts chanting, free the bees, free the bees. So then the judge calls in favor of freeing the bees. So now Vanessa and Barry high five, but she really just smacks them out of the air. Yeah. And he's like, oh man, then maybe not next time. <laughs> so then um, reporters come over to talk to Barry about stuff. So they go kind of walk away. And now Adam is telling Vanessa, like, maybe Montgomery's right. Maybe he has a point. And Vanessa's like, oh, whatever do you mean? Yeah. Adam is like, maybe it was okay that people were taking and enjoying honey. Yeah. 
Mr. Montgomery comes up to Barry at some point and threatens him because he's like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, you don't know. Yeah, what this you'll is regret cause. this. Yeah. Oh, because he also says that this will cause an imbalance in nature. So yeah. that's all. That's what Adam is saying that he might be correct about. Oh, yeah. So after the win, they want to free the bees on the farms, take all the honey off the shelves and remove cute imagery of bears with honey. Yes. Then we see Barry with a sniper. And they fucking trank dart Pooh Bear. Yes. I screamed. <laughs> I this, was like, Pooh Bear. I watched this. So I was watching this uh, <laughs> like around other people. And during that scene, I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> and you were 10 minutes ahead of me. So I texted you and I was like, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> but so this whole scene, this, so this is a montage of Barry like laying out the new rules. And then the, the, the B force that he gets equipped with, but they're like human B forces. Mm-hmm. So... He's like, all right, so we're going to free all the bees. They free the bees. They want to get back all the honey that was there to begin with. So we, the shelves of honey get cleared. Yeah. And then to remove um, honey from like pointless things like tea and snacks and stuff. So there's an old the- woman sitting outside of a yeah. cafe. And <laughs> the, the bee force, which is the cops at this point, they just come and they just brutalize her. They just smack her face against the table. They snatch her tea away. And they they crumb up her, her snacks. And I'm yeah. like, this is ridiculous <laughs> it was hilarious but also like awful. so real it's so awful oh my god and then they also take beauty products that contain honey too. yes so everything that has honey is now it's there gone it's gone don't even think about it. don't even look at honey <laughs> <laughs> so then they also say that they will no longer tolerate derogatory bee related nicknames so then we see four guys raiding stings home <laughs> so he gets arrested for something yeah so then now we see a helicopter is loading like a huge water tower sized jug of honey into a thing and it gets funneled into Barry's hive. So then we see that the the honey production manager, I guess I'm going to call him. Yeah. The three cups of honey is just immediately filled and overflowed. Yeah. So then he runs over to like the hive mayor, I guess, or whoever is in charge of him. And it's like, um, we've hit max capacity and we're going to overflow like yesterday so we got to halt production right now and they've never had to shut down honey production in 27 million years yeah so the bees have no idea what to do with themselves right. after production and is shut down also there are other hives in central park <laughs> you know they shouldn't be get the millions of gallons that are in that tank should not just be coming here yeah you know what about the other hives there is a little selfish <laughs> and the bees kind of just stand around for a while but then they start to just chill by their pools and then they start tanning in sync. So they'll flip. Amazing. So freaking cute. But they also stop pollinating too. Yes. The pollen jocks get called back to base because they don't need to collect nectar anymore. Yeah. So we start to see plants dying. Yes. Barry ends up approaching Adam and Adam thinks maybe, oh, this is the part where he says humans enjoying honey wasn't so bad because he thinks honey is the best thing in the world. Yeah. Like, he's jazzed about it. He loves it. He's so cute. He's so passionate about honey and honey work. He's also upset no one is working and that he's not working because he was like... Because super... he was just going to get to his dream job and now we can't have it. He was working his dream job. Yeah. He was like right there. He was on and the then, cusp. And then he stopped production. He's like, what's happening? He, and now, yeah. he had his hat. He was on his job. He, he was, was ready. He was there. But we also see that all of Central Park is just brown and dead now. Vanessa's shop has to close down because there's no more flowers. Yeah. So just the, the after effect of, of the trial. Yeah. Barry goes to Vanessa to tell her that no one is excited about their downtime as he is. And she shows him that all the plants are wilted. Barry didn't think bees not making honey more would affect so much. And she explains that all plants, even fruits and veggies, need bees. I didn't know about the fruits and veggies, but like it makes sense now. Anything with flowers. Yeah. But 
like if she knew all this why did she encourage him right <laughs> and then she also goes and whose fault is it and he's like oh man i guess the bees huh and she's like bees and he's like i mean i guess it's me and then she goes i mean i guess i also helped you but also like same thing she could have had some foresight yeah exactly especially if she works with flowers every day and knows what they need yeah and if she knew all that other stuff I don't know, yeah. but or maybe they they could have uh, they could have uh, you know thought about what to do after. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big problem with with things. Not to get too deep with things, but everybody always wants to change, but they don't think about like the plan that after. goes behind it. Yeah. Or, or the afterthought. Yeah, exactly. But then she also says like on top of the fruits and the veggies, she's like, and then once you don't have the produce, then you infect the whole animal kingdom, and then of course obviously the humans. Yeah. But it's like so like Vanessa, you knew all of this. Yeah, You're right. You didn't have a, a plan after the lawsuit. You're like, She's okay. had more than nine days worth of school. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should have thought of that. And then Barry suggests they do a suicide pact. Wild. I was like, excuse yeah. me? This is a kid's movie, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> and then she suggests, like, she's like, so how do we go about it? So she's not even saying no to it. <laughs> she's just like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. What? Wow. So then, uh, so Barry essentially just suggests, like, I sing you, then you step on me. And then she's like, doesn't that just mean you die twice? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> so then we cut to Vanessa getting into a cab. She tells Barry that she's on her way to Pasadena for the Tournament of Roses because all the flowers are dead. So this is the last chance. And so, Barry's like, wait, we can use those to pollinate the plants. Yeah. So what happens here is, like, the cab drives away. So Barry flies to keep up with it because he gets that idea to, to pollinate. And he asks her to ask the driver to slow down. So he does. So he flies into the car. And then he goes, I have an idea. And she's like, I don't want to hear it. So then I was like, why did you let him in the car then? Yeah. You know? She's kind of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he does pitch going to the tournament to collect some pollen to bring it back here. And then Barry lays out the plan over a montage of them actually carrying it out. So they'll go undercover to Pasadena. Once they're inside, they'll pick a float. They'll steal it and drive it to LAX. And once they're there, there should be no issue. I missed that part because I thought they were going to fly. They were, I thought they were going to drive it to New York City. That's what I thought. And I was like, no way. But then they went. So they go to LAX. The dude, one of the guards is like, hold it right there. Has your foot been in your possession this entire time? Will you remove your shoes at the gate? All right, cool. Have a safe flight. Huh? Just lets her go. Yeah. Yeah. So in the plane, Barry, who suddenly knows Excel spreadsheets, concludes that there's just enough pollen in the flowers that they stole to repollinate New York. <laughs> so then the captain calls over the intercom that due to weather, they will be experiencing a few hours delay. So Vanessa points out that these flowers are like freshly cut and not in water, so they will not last a few hours. Yeah, even though the flight is six hours. Yeah. Them, so they they would not have made it. Also, think. maybe they should have thought about that. Yeah. You know? Oh, well. <laughs> so then Barry goes up to the cockpit and he tries to speak to the captain. But uh, finally, somebody freaks out that there's a speaking bug. Yeah. Or he just saw a bee and freaked out because right, everyone true. keeps freaking out true, whenever true, true. they see a bee in this movie. The pilot goes right into attack mode and tries to kill Barry. One pilot ends up getting knocked out by the other guy's shenanigans. Yes. And then the life raft kind of comes out and knocks out the other guy. So both pilots are now knocked out great place to be so barry grabs the speaker and is like hey can vanessa in this seat please come to the cockpit like right now <laughs> like sad yeah she comes to the cockpit jfk tower contacts them and she's like yeah the pilots are unconscious it's no big i don't know how to fly yeah. but just talk me through it <laughs> how hard could it be so they're like is anybody on the flight um have flight experience and barry's like actually i do and i'm like um it's a little different yeah that they don't mean they don't mean like that, Barry. Yeah. He's like, it's basically a large metal bee. How different could it be? And I was like, very different, Barry. Extremely different. Yeah. It's like way more. 
<laughs> so they're headed into a lightning storm. Yes. And we cut to Barry's apartment and the BCC is reporting that Barry's on a plane with flowers and attempting to land it. So we cut to reporters at JFK and some authority figure is saying that there are two inexperienced people trying to land a jumbo jet, which one, you don't announce that to like the public news until you have the situation under control, you know? It's okay. The people on the plane will have no idea. So right. it's okay. Right. <laughs> so that, Everyone else can panic, not the people on the plane. <laughs> that's true. And then the B News crew is there, which again implies the access to the human world, but that's beyond the point. We're past that, I guess. So yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so then the dude who has no faith in Barry's bee flying skills, like he again says that bees physically shouldn't be able to fly. So then Barry answers via intercom saying that, you know, it's the little jobs. If they're done right, they make a huge difference. And that's why I want to get the bees up and running again. We got to work together because that's the bee way. And that speech is just live broadcasts throughout the hive. So everybody gets all inspired and riled up. And then lightning strikes the plane. And instead of combusting in the sky like I imagined it would, (laughs) it just turns off the autopilot in the plane. And Vanessa's like, oh, I guess we're not actually flying the plane. Yeah. We have to actually fly it now. (laughs) (laughs) But also, what happens to planes when they get struck in the air? Oh, I don't know. Are they fine? I hope to never find out personally. Yeah, right. (laughs) If I've been in a plane that's been struck, I just, please don't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All the bees end up leaving the hive. Barry's trying to coach Vanessa on flying, but they're both panicking, and then they both start slapping each other back yeah. and forth. The bee, the pollen jocks show up and grab the plane like they're su- little tiny Superman. Yeah, but not just the pollen jocks. It's like every single bee on the planet. Yes, and then we have other bees like on the runway making yes. like a little symbol for them to land. Very cute. Yeah, Adam is landing, is leading the landing bee team. Yes. The bees are somehow able to move the plane around super casually. Sure, yeah. Yeah, because they end up turning the engine off, so the bees are just carrying it around. The passengers are all, like, super annoyed, which is classic Hilarious. New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic New Yorkers. You know what's really funny, too, is so, like, they get close to landing, and uh, Barry's like, all right, just go to the flower. So they're, like, nose down right now, like, 45 degrees nose down. Yeah. And they go straight to another plane that has a, 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 a flower, flower logo. And Bear's like, not that one. So they go to a guy that has a flower Hawaiian shirt on. He's like, no, not that one either. <laughs> the and bee flower. They finally go to the bee flower. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they land. They do, like, a back and forth, like, bzzz, back and forth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, very much. Essentially, they're just, like, a bee, but it's a plane. Yeah. And then they land very smoothly. Yeah. Like, too smoothly. And all the passengers are like, oh, finally. Right. <laughs> Which is me. Same. I'm always excited to get off a plane. Oh, man. <laughs> I w- yeah, the last, my last plane experience was not so chill when I landed. Yeah. And not because of the landing, just because we were stuck on the plane for 45 minutes until they let us out. Ugh. That was so stupid. Awful. That's anyway. Have you ever thrown up during the landing? No. I almost did once. Oh, yeah? I almost threw up when I was stuck in the plane for 45 minutes because I was like, there's so much just air just being recycled in me right now. Oh, yeah, because they turn off the little Yeah, it was disgusting. So you're just sitting there. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Oh, it's so gross. That was not a good time. Anyway. Yes. Vanessa and Barry (laughs) celebrate and she goes to high five her. But he's like, no, 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 high fives. (laughs) So he's finally learning. Yeah. So she puts a finger out. Yes. And then Barry tells Adam that the giant flower was genius that he decided like, that because that was adam's idea mm-hmm. so he says that that was genius so then he goes to like mass address the bees and says this runway is covered with the last pollen from the last flowers available anywhere on earth so if if we're going to survive as a species this is our moment so i need to take 
three moments here. Okay. Please entertain this. I have three issues. Mm-hmm. The first one is it's very convenient that the last flowers on earth are in Pasadena, California, rather than like, I would imagine maybe like Japan or some Asian country that has, it's, it's just more intertwined with their nature. You know what I mean? Like, like have more of a green thumb. I feel like it wouldn't be America that would have the last flowers on earth. Yeah. He was just being very dramatic. Yeah. And then how selfish of them to risk taking a huge chunk of the last flowers on earth, fly it across the country and <laughs> risk losing all those flowers and the pollen because they also didn't have them in water when Vanessa, who is a florist, knows better than that. Yes. Incredibly selfish <laughs> to just repollinate your home, you know? <laughs> and then speaking of that. Yes. They're, they're in Central Park, which I looked it up, has is 1.3 square miles mm-hmm. rather than going to, I don't know, upstate New York or any other like mid-American town or like Vermont or something that like is all nature. Yeah. Why would you? Why? You know what I mean? <laughs> it just it feels incredibly selfish that they stole all of those flowers when they could have like slowly pollinated from west to east, you yeah. know, instead of no, we're just going to risk losing all of this pollen (laughs) and all of this nectar fly it to our home that's only 1.3 square miles instead of maybe going to a different state that like relies on it yeah you know but i also wonder if the bees in new york are the ones that stopped first and there were still flowers available in california how what what that radius yeah maybe couldn't they have gone somewhere closer right that too (laughs) they probably could have gone to vermont yeah, probably. Or even like Canada or something. I don't know. But I just felt like that was just not the best plan. Yeah. Not the most thought out thing that they could have done. Well, they had to use that because they had to tie back in Vanessa's Tournament of Roses. Somehow. Yeah. 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 I just, you know, I just was, was in a mood when I heard that. Is that a thing? I would love to go to that. That'd be pretty neat. Roses I would be very allergic to it. Yeah. I do get a little nose runny. But I would still appreciate it because I do love the colors. Yeah. I do like flowers. Anyway, Barry finishes his motivation <laughs> speech. And now the pollen jocks come to give him his very own helmet and jacket because so cute. he earned it. So yeah. now this movie falls a little into the propaganda category. <laughs> I'm JK. But not really. So then Sheryl Crow's cover of Here Comes the Sun plays. So good. And that is one of my favorite Beatles songs. And uh, I like Sheryl Crow. She, did I you like have, her like, music. That whole... I remember when you told me that you liked her and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think I have a couple of her CDs. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, so here comes the sun plays as the bees start collecting pollen and, then ne- and nectar and then kind of repollinating everything. Barry's parents are so proud of him for finally finding his job. So good for him. But also yeah. like what bullshit. They fly back to Central Park and on the way, Barry pollinates the flowers outside of Vanessa's shop and they just spring back to life. Yeah, like immediately. Yeah. They're just immediately alive. So I like I know that this is a children's movie and like it's there for like the sake of the story, but I was like that's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but then so they fly around Central Park, it slowly comes back to life, and then now Adam is tracked back to the Krellman and he's like, "We're gonna be working late tonight, guys." Yeah, he's, and he's so, so jazzed. happy. Yeah, <laughs> he's so, so happy for him. <laughs> so now the hive seems to be back in full swing. Everybody's happy. Vanessa's shop is back in order, and she sells bee-approved honey now. Yeah. So then uh, we go to the back of the shop. And he runs a law firm now, Barry does. It's called Insects at Law. And he's sitting with a cow who's like, milk, cheese, it's all me. I don't see a nickel of it. So Jerry's coming for humans next. Good. And then 
Vanessa calls him to the front so his associate, the mosquito, comes in yeah. to be like, he'll talk to you for a little bit now. It's no big deal. He's also a lawyer. And she's like, oh, you're also a lawyer? And he's like, you know, I was already a blood-sucking parasite. All I needed was a briefcase. Damn. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. They really went for lawyers like that. What if this movie got sued and they had to find representation? <laughs> I They'd have a hard time. Unless no lawyer watched it. True. <laughs> Vanessa asks Barry for help with tulips for a wedding order. So Barry calls in his pollen jocks to help. We then cut to Ken outside the flower shop and he sees that it says Barry and Vanessa on the shop name. And he starts freaking out to his friend. He's like, that's my dream. (laughs) He's living my life. Yeah. Sucks to suck, Ken. Yeah. His friend is trying to calm him down the whole time. And he's like, when will this nightmare end? Just get over it. Move on. Yeah. Come on. There's 10 million people in the city. You'll be fine. (laughs) You'll be okay. (laughs) <laughs> so Barry and the jocks fly around for tulips and then Barry's like oh what a beautiful day to fly between you and me I was down to get out of that office huh and also like so you're the in head of you're the head of your firm so just make your office outside yeah he could have just done that but whatever what do I know about the law <laughs> so then the movie ends yeah that was a cute movie it's way cuter and funnier than I expected it right to be. yeah and it also had more substance than I ever expected it yeah I definitely went into it thinking about the memes and thought it was just about this trying to get with this lady I, yeah i thought i was gonna hate it yeah that was gonna be so stupid i love when i'm surprised like that though mm-hmm. but so hans zimmer was the executive music producer on this and oh. i was like how did that even happen hans zimmer he he scored all of like the christopher nolan movies so like inception um what's dunkirk the batman movies In, i think yeah too, right yeah all the batman ones and then so i looked him up and, and then he also has done boss baby so i think he's just a diverse man <laughs> I think he just has the range. I was just surprised to see him on this. Yeah. But I just, I love this movie. And I don't know like where that meme even came from because that was not even what the movie was about. I guess everyone was just thrown off by the bed Just bug. that one scene. Yeah. The bed bug. But there was a definitely, there wasn't whatever, um, it wasn't about that bestiality, but there was, there was that. Um, bestiality. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But whatever is the equivalent of Stockholm Syndrome, but for when you go through trauma, there was a little bit of that for when Barry had a crush on her in the beginning. I, I don't know what it's called, but I also will go out on a limb and say that this movie... No, Stockholm Syndrome is when you get kidnapped. Yeah, but whatever the equivalent is for when there's trauma. Like, you know, like but the shared trauma. No, I'm saying it's not <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome, but whatever the equivalent is of that for when you have the trauma. Okay. Whatever the title is for that, yeah. that type. That's okay. what he has. Okay. But I also want to go out on a limb and say that this movie is essential viewing for like <laughs> the times now. Yeah. For like anybody that needs like that easy to swallow, like entry level understanding of what cultural appropriation is and like corporate greed, <laughs> you know, because that's all this movie was about. And I thought that was amazing. It was really funny. Yeah. And I th- also also, I mean, I guess to show your kids too, but like some adults need the kid, um, explanations oh definitely you know some people think that they're above it but don't be you know tell maybe just like casually show your friends (laughs) and be like watch this great movie that i've seen it's called b movie (laughs) but then i also um the other thing that i really i was getting nervous around the middle after the trial ended and like all the negative side effects were happening i was getting nervous that this was going to be a movie about like this is why we can't give people freedom because these bad things will happen but i'm glad they fixed it yeah, you it know? was like the bees then decided to sell their honey. Yeah. And kind of make but it But like to do it their it. way and the way that they approve. Yeah, exactly. Which is what works. Yes. But um, so yeah, overall, just love this movie. <laughs> Amazing. A great time. 
Yeah. And I always forget how much I like animation until I'm watching animation. I love animation. Which is weird. And I still have so many questions about the bee world in general. Because so they have access to the human world. They have access to technology. Which, and they've also invented their own technology. And also, like, they have their own TV networks, which, again, implies a whole sense of of um, the narrative TV versus documentaries. So they have to know about the human world. And then they also know about religion because Barry made a Jewish joke. So where did yes. that come from? And then also they had B. Columbus, B. Gandhi, B. Jesus. So, again, they also had that religion, too. So, like, where where does the human world end and the B world begin? Did maybe Columbus <laughs> just have a B accompaniment? You know, did Gandhi have a B friend on the side? Aw. You know? <laughs> I just, I want to know how the this world works. And Jesus' extra disciple was a B. Yeah. But Jesus. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Tell your friends to listen. We're on all the, the things that you can listen to us on. Yeah. We're on social media, at Chatty Media. We need movie recommendations always. Yes. So, you know, just tell us what to watch next. Yeah. And I guess that's it. Yep. Bye. Bye.